Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1286, why We Buy Things We Don't Need by Margot Aaron of ThatSeemsImportant.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance every single day, including weekends and holidays. And for more blogs being narrated to you each and every day, you should check out Optimal Living Daily. Just search for that in the podcast app of your choice and hit subscribe to hear a lot more great articles narrated to you for free. But for now, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Why We Buy Things We Don't Need by Margot Aaron of ThatSeemsImportant.com You know that feeling of standing in your closet filled with clothes but you have nothing to wear? Most people believe that feeling is the brainchild of evil, of branding and marketing experts conspiring to make you addicted to wanting more stuff. Trust me, marketers wish they could dupe you into buying things you don't want. Heck, I'd be a billionaire by now if we'd crack that. The simple truth is that you can't make people buy something they don't want. You can, however, make people buy things they don't need. I arguably don't need more than one shirt. Functionally, it covers me and protects me from nature. But I need 12 shirts because if I show up to client meetings in the same outfit over and over again, there are tangible consequences to my career. In the best case scenario, it becomes a thing and I get to make a social statement about it. In the worst case scenario, it becomes a point of mockery that comes with not-so-nice implications about my character. Given the track record of my life, it's gonna be the latter which means I'm not being materialistic when I go on a shopping frenzy for shirts. I'm being practical. Odds are, so are you, because the real reason we buy things we don't need is not as simple as we're vain, materialistic capitalists. The real reason has to do with how shopping came to be in the first place. Shopping was invented. Yes, invented. Back in the day, the ultra-wealthy were the only ones who had lots of things, and they certainly did not shop for them. Clothing was made by a custom tailor art was commissioned or inherited, and dinnerware was a family heirloom. You got bragging rights for quality, durability, and longevity. If you weren't wealthy, then you were SOL, out of luck. Normal people had fewer things because they were difficult to manufacture and produce, and therefore expensive. The idea of something being disposable or portable or cheap didn't exist. Plastic wasn't mainstream yet, aluminum was just being invented, and only one company had an assembly line. There wasn't much to shop for because you couldn't produce anything at scale yet. You had one coat, one pair of gloves, one pair of shoes, one pair of pants, and you took care of your stuff because you didn't have much of it. Plus, you didn't need more things because upward mobility wasn't a reality for most people. If you were a servant, for example, you didn't need nice dancing shoes or a tie bar. Where would you use them? You had your servant outfit and your casual outfit, and that was it. You weren't doing anything besides working and sleeping. The notion of options for ordinary people was revolutionary. 
There's a great scene in the PBS series Mr. Selfridge about the mogul who brought the department store to London, where Mr. Selfridge walks into a glove store and asks to see more options. The lady who helps him is promptly fired as a result of her behavior. To be clear, her behavior was helping a customer browse options. Now, the scene is fictional, but the point still stands. You went into a store to buy something, or you didn't go in at all. It was all very practical and very formal. You need something to cover your hands because it's cold? Here's something to cover your hands. Goodbye. You chose from what they gave you. There was no shopping around because there were no other places to go. Shopping in its inception introduced the freedom of expression and freedom of choice into the mainstream. It was the first time in history where things that were confined to the upper class were suddenly accessible to anyone. Consider the first soap bar you didn't have to make yourself, or the first pair of gloves you didn't have to sew yourself, or the first pair of shoes you didn't have to wear daily, or the first pencils you could get en masse. All of these things are staples in our lives today, but they weren't for most of human history. Technically, we didn't need any of them for survival, but they made life easier and more efficient. These things made it so you weren't concerned 24-7 with the business of survival. You could concern yourself with thriving. That was emancipation, my friends, not materialism. Increased access to things we don't need, or more accurately, things we lived without for centuries but now have, had massive cultural consequences. Consider this. You're a woman who's worked as a lady's maid for 25 years. You watched your masters live in luxury for 25 years. They go to exclusive parties and events decked out in fancy clothes, nice fabrics, and all the latest styles. You dreamed of donning those outfits, but it's always been just that, a dream. Then the department store comes along. That nice dress you've been dreaming about for 25 years is suddenly accessible to you. Do you want it? Yes. Do you need it? No. Where are you going to go in that kind of dress? Except in your mind, you're not thinking about the use of the dress because you were never buying a dress. You were buying your permission slip into a life you never dreamed possible for you. We never buy what we think we're buying. We don't buy things. We buy how things make us feel. Take Uggs. No one has a desire to own Uggs. You have a desire to be comfortable and a desire to fit in. That's why you buy Uggs. And when you wear your Uggs, you get the feelings that you purchased. You feel comfortable and you feel like you fit in with your group of friends. This is further evidenced by the reasons people cite for not buying Uggs. They don't want to feel like they fit in with the kinds of people who would buy Uggs. Because purchases are emotional. No matter how inconsequential of a purchase decision you deem it, you're still choosing it based on emotion even commodities. But I just pick the cheapest and move on with my life. How is that emotional? It's emotional because there are implications about you built into the purchase. If you view yourself as a salt-of-the-earth, self-made man immune to the effects of advertising, well, buying cheap is very emotional because it affirms your self-concept. Self-concept. I'm smarter than every other shopper. They're falling for this brand. Mm-mm, not me. Try getting someone like that to buy the expensive bolt at the hardware store. If they do, they'll be about it all day. You don't get about things you don't feel something about. Is an emotion. More than affirming your self-concept, you're also not buying what you think you're buying. You think you're buying a bolt, but you're actually buying that teaching moment you're about to have in the backyard with your son. Same thing with a gym membership. You're not buying a gym membership, you're buying your dream body. Same thing with green juice. You're not buying green juice. You're buying permission to be naughty later without feeling guilty. Same thing with a table. You're not buying a table. You're buying your fantasy social life where you host parties with wealthy friends who set their drinks on your expensive table. You're never buying what you think you're buying. 
Thanks to shopping as emancipation from restrictive social, economic, and gender norms, we started this whole materialism thing on a really positive note, which is why it's really tough to undo it all now that we have plenty of stuff. Stuff equaled upward mobility, convenience, and portability. Stuff made life easier. Stuff made life better. We've set up a system where stuff is a prerequisite for success. You try getting a job without a smartphone and only one pair of pants. Good luck to you. Stuff was never about stuff. It was and still is about success, about moving up in the world, about a life bigger and better than the one you have. That's why we buy things we don't need, because we think we need them. You just listened to the post titled Why We Buy Things We Don't Need by Margot Aaron of ThatSeemsImportant.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And that's going to do it for today. Hope you have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Thursday show where your optimal life awaits.